friends, guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Rearing Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker. Welcome to Book 2 of Three Ring Adventure and Extinction Curse Legacy of the Lost God. That's right, this is a great episode for those of you brand new to Extinction Curse Roll for Combat at Three Ring Adventure. Welcome. We're going to give you a full recap of what has happened in all of book one doesn't take very long we're going to give you an intro to all the characters and the players so those of you who are starting with this episode and said you know what i just want to start now i want to start on episode number 41 that's okay that's totally fine we got your back we're going to give you a full recap you're going to get all caught up and you can just jump right in and I have to say, this adventure starts out very differently than, oh, I'd say episode one. Because episode one, everyone's kind of like getting into the flow of things. They're learning about their characters. They're learning about their abilities. They're learning even how Pathfinder 2nd Edition works in some cases. But now we are way into it. Everyone's level five. We have established storylines, character arcs, and... This is also, I will say, one of the funniest, if not the funniest episode of Extinction Curse by far. Everyone is in a great mood. Everyone's clicking. Everyone's sinking. Everyone's excited to be out of Aberton and to actually go to a brand new city. That's the nice thing. When you start a new book, everything is wiped clean. You start in a brand new area. There's usually a new feel to the adventure. There's obviously a new scope of the adventure itself of what they need to do. Now they have to go on little investigation and they're going to be putting on their circus in their old town of Eskadar where they used to be. So they can even visit some old haunts, talk to some old people. Oh yeah, and don't forget Darius and Ahara, they have to go see their father who they haven't seen in over a year, and find out why he asked them to come back. So there's a lot going on. For those of you who are brand new and wondering, what the heck am I talking about? Don't worry. This is all going to be explained to you in a few minutes. For those of you brand new to the show, welcome. This is a podcast where we are doing the Pathfinder Adventure Path Extinction Curse. I changed it to call it Three Ring Adventure because I thought it was a better descriptive term than Extinction Curse. Extension Curse has nothing to do with the circus, and it felt like kind of a weird name to call this because there's a lot of circus elements in this podcast. So there you go, I changed it. So if you hear, oh, what's this difference between Three Ring Adventure and Extinction Curse? Eh, it's just the way we do it. So we're going to be calling it both. I'm Steven Glicker. I'm your host, the owner of World for Combat. For those of you brand new, we got lots of podcasts. If you want to listen to the Dead Sons Adventure Path, we finished that. Went from beginning to end, and that was the very first podcast we ever did. The next podcast we did after that was The Fall of Plague Stone. 
That is pretty short. That's only something like 34, 35 episodes long. So if you want to listen to a beginning, middle, and end podcast, you can listen to that one. It's probably our most popular, basically because of the size and that it's a really good and funny adventure. Next up, we have, well, the Circus Podcast, I call it, or Three Ring Adventure. That is most of the people from the Fall of Plague Stone. Three of the four people who did Fall of Plague Stone are also in Three Ring Adventure. And that's this one. And we are now finally up to book number two. There's six books total. So we got a long way to go. And we are also doing Agents of Edgewatch, which is using most of the same people from Dead Sons. It's slightly different, but most of the same people. And that is a very different podcast. The best way to describe the two podcasts is Three Ring Adventure is like a 10-course meal with lots of complexity and nuance and subtlety and role-playing. Ages of Watch is closer to fast food. They just get in there, they do their job, they kill the monsters, and they get out. Don't get me wrong, there's role-playing in Agents of Watch, but it's, uh, it's kind of on the side. It's not the main course, if you will. Three Ring Adventure, we do adventuring on the side and role-playing up front. So that's it. That's the main difference. It's that if you want role-playing front and center, three-ring adventure. And then, you know, fighting and all the rule stuff is on the side. If you want fighting and rules right in your face and just let's go down there, kill the monsters, and keep on going, that's Agents of Edgewatch for you. Both excellent podcasts. I GM both of the podcasts, and both of them have people I've been playing with for quite some time. The people on Agents of Edgewatch I've been playing with for, like, 20, 30, 40 years, and the people on Three Ring Adventure I've only been playing with for a few years, but I think we already have a rhythm going. We've had something like 70, 80 sessions under our belt with everyone by now, so we really have a good, you know, rhythm going, and we play every single week. And you'll see it this week. This is the week where everyone just clicks. We've had a couple of weeks like that, but this is it. This is the, okay, everyone clicks, everyone understands their character, let's go for it. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun this week. Anyhow, with that, let's quickly go to show notes. So those of you new to Roll for Combat, I will tell you a few places you can go. First of all, go to the website, RollForCombat.com. There you can see all the podcasts. You can actually see what the characters look like, read their backstories. One thing I do want to mention is that we have actually changed the physical pictures of what the characters look like. The original pictures is what they look like at level 1. The new pictures are what they look like now at level 5. They have new equipment, slightly different facial expressions, and a new cast member. You'll see. Uh, No spoilers right now. So make sure you check that out. In addition, there's the Talking Combat Columns. In this case, it's called The Sideshow, in which Jason McDonald's reviews and talks about every single episode of the podcast. I usually like to read those myself, get a recap of what's been happening. It comes out every single week. In this case, the sideshow comes out on Thursday. And then he also does another one called Bird's Eye View, and that is for Agents of Edgewatch, and that comes out on Monday. So that's on the website itself. Also, we have a Discord channel where you can play games. We have almost 400 
Starfinder and Pathfinder games on there right now. You can go to discord.rollforcombat.com, sign up for a game online, plus we have sometimes contests, and most importantly, you can see pictures of everything. You can see pictures of the maps, you can see pictures of the creatures, everything. Anything you want to know, it's there. So you can use that as a reference while you're listening to the show. And then finally, we of course also have our Patreon, and you can see that just at patreon.rollforcombat.com. We have a whole bunch of levels, but if you do five bucks, you can get these shows like a week early. And if you do ten bucks a month, you can actually watch us play and interact with us every week. You can just, you know, join us. And in fact, some of the people who have been listening to us for such a long time. I'm actually making them characters on the show. They're going to be playing NPCs. That's a new thing I'm going to be doing. But right now I'm going to be doing that very shortly because we have a couple of people who are really dedicated to listening to us every single week. So I'm going to reward them by putting them on the show if they want. And the other thing was that we play games too. And sometimes we've been playing Among Us quite a bit. So if you join the Patreon, you can play games with us. So make sure you check that out. Anyhow, this has gone on for a little bit too long. So let's get to this week's episode of Three Ring Adventure. Welcome to Roll for Combat Three Ring Adventure. Chapter 2, Legacy of the Lost God. For those of you new... Welcome. For those of you returning, bear with us. One thing I am doing in this adventure is that I am dividing it up into chapters. One chapter per book, with six chapters total. That way, if people decide, you know what, chapter one is really long. I just want to jump right into the action. And you can jump into chapter two. And that is, well, this episode. And I'm going to give a recap of what happened in chapter one. The show must go on as well as an overview of the characters so that you know who the heck is who. And actually, those of you listening will have a big update because they just became level 5, and there was a lot of retraining going on. So don't think you know exactly who is who, because you don't. Because Hap has basically transformed once again, being the teenager that she is. She decided, you know what, I didn't like the other 15 things I was doing with my character, so let's try number 16. Maybe that will be the final one. Now she's a barbarian. That's right. So with that, let me give you the quick recap of what happened in Chapter 1, The Show Must Go On. So when The Show Must Go On, it began in the remote town of Aberton. The Circus of Wayward Wonders was about to start its very first show when the ringmaster was found dead. With the livelihood of all the circus performers on the line, our heroes scrambled to put on a successful show, which they did. They had to find the killer and end her plots. And they did. They managed to clear out all the traps the killer left, corner her, find her, and kill her. Because she was deranged and trying to kill everyone in the circus. Once they put some clues together, they found that they point to sinister events at a hermitage of Gozra that was outside town. So they managed to get all their gear together, head over to the hermitage, where they found once peaceful scholars that were corrupted by demons. Evil demons. So sure enough, they had to clear out the hermitage, 
kill the demons, burn down a library or two. But in the end, they manage to successfully clear out that hermitage and bring tranquil peace back to the books. And we saved a dog. And you saved a dog. A dog that was being turned into a demon dog. Sorry, a wolf that was being turned into a blood wolf. But before the transformation was complete, you saved the wolf and now is part of the circus and Hap's best friend. After you uh, rescued the Hermitage's kindly leader from the hands of the corrupt followers, you learned that the nearby Erin Tower, the tower that Aradin brought from the bottom of the ocean to make these lands bountiful and prosperous, has been failing. And on top of that, there was some weird lizard-like creatures there. And the leader begged our adventurers to go clear it out, which, of course, they did. So they went over to the tower. They learned of a Zolgath plot to extinguish the life-giving Aeon Orb entirely, which is what gives life and vitality to the land. And they took care of them. They killed all the Zolgaths. They killed, well, the evil dinosaurs they took care of, some of the happy dinosaurs they actually uh, managed to subdue, and something happened to them that we'll find out later. I think they are actually now part of the town of Aberton, and, you know, they uh, give rides to kids and stuff, you know, kind of like a a pony ride, only here you have dinosaur rides. And they found out that there is a plot afoot, in the much larger town of Eskadar, where the Zolgaths are based, and they were sent to extinguish the Aeon Orb. So off to Eskadar they go, where they are going to capitalize on their newfound fame and skills to put on a better show to make more money, and, oh yes, I almost forgot one more thing. There's this really cruel Mistress Dusklight and her Celestial Menagerie, That is sort of the super evil, powerful circus that has permanent residence in the town of Eskadar. And some of the people in her party have uh, been part of that circus before. They broke off and made their own circus, the Circus of Wayward Wonders. And now they're about to approach on her turf. So I'm sure being the loving, understanding cat folk that she is, that she will have no problem whatsoever having ex-members of her circus barge in on her town and put on a show. Oh, that's right. Everything I said, strike that. Make that exact opposite because she's super evil, super powerful, hates the circus's guts. But yes, she um, she's probably not gonna uh, she's probably not gonna like that. But with that, let's get to the traveling segments where. You put on a show, you help repair the relationship between the Gozerans and the town. They realize that the ecological damage that stoked the fires of resentment between those groups actually has nothing to do with one another, and something is going on with the Aeon Orb. It feels like it's kind of dying, which is really bad, because the god who made those orbs is dead a hundred years now, and I think the warranty is up. So, yeah, you got a couple things going on here. Let's see. The land is dying, 
and Zolgaths are trying to destroy the orbs and kill everyone. And you want to put on a circus without incurring the wrath of your ex-boss, who's a super powerful cat folk and incredibly evil. I think that summarizes the beginning of Legacy of the Lost God, Chapter 2. I'm done. That's a lot. Expertly done, Steve. Great job. That was really good. Lost God. Let's go find him. He's fell between the couch cushions again. (laughs) So with that, we're going to pick up with you leaving Aberton, heading over to Eskadar. It'll take about three days. It's about 73 miles away. And you do have a large circus with dozens of performers and stagehands and helpers and so forth. So during that trip, why don't we go through who is who? And let's start with Rob Tremarco as to who are you playing and what did you do at level five? Uh, Hello, I'm Rob Tremarco playing Darius Varus, strongman of the circus, but monk of the mountain style. His physique is gigantic. His muscles are luscious and shiny, and he loves you very much. At level five, he has gotten the assurance feat to now no longer just squeak by on medicine checks. They will be very good, very perfect. Everyone who gets his medicine will not suffer any damage anymore and will feel good immediately. So that's one thing. Secondly, um, what else? I believe uh, at this level and because of his... uh, uh, mountain stance, his armor class has increased, his dexterity has gone up because he got to pick some physical improvements. Level 5 is the stat boost bonus level. Uh, he got some more dexterity. He's more hardy in his constitution. More wise, so his stunning fists will stun you more, hopefully. And even more charismatic, so he's somehow become out of this more handsome and personable. If he wasn't already handsome and personable before. So, wait. So, he was already, like, Mr. Charisma, Mr. Ladies Man. <laughs> I'm so sexy for my hat. Too sexy for his shirt. Doesn't wear one. Yes, yeah, right. That's right. Too, he doesn't wear a hat or a shirt. But somehow, after dealing with Zolgaths <laughs> right. and demons, he became <laughs> right. even sexier. It's like, wow, I need to be even more the opposite of those guys. I need to smell good and be... Nice. It's all the baths. Everyone's taking yes. regular baths now. We're taking way more baths than we used to because of those <laughs> Zulgath stink clouds. Um, and I think that might be it. That's the main thing that has changed. Is his, uh, his what about the, what, what about that tattoo? What? Oh, by the way, it's it's coming uh, back. Well, you know, back. that's it's... not something Darius has control over. There is still a glowing only to him. Only he see. Only Darius sees the mark. That stylized N of, I believe, is the, the, what it looks like, red, and it glows more intensely uh, the longer he doesn't tap into it, uh, even during a fight when it wants to come out very badly. Um, it's still there. He hasn't had a dream recently, uh, being taunted by a, by a creature's voice, um, which is usually how it sort of manifested when it when it first showed up um but it's there it's ever present he always thinks about it he has used it twice already one time the last time 
was when uh, he heard his mother's voice, who is long gone, as far as he knows, um, uh, telling him to use it and it will be okay. And it was very different from the first time. The first time he became a destructive rage monster. The second time he became an invisible assassin. So, I don't know. Something strange is up. Something strange. Something is a is a foot on his wrist. It's on your wrist, not your foot. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's get to your sister, Alhara Varus. Alhara Varus. I almost called you Alhara Daris. Alhara Varus. <laughs> what's, what's your deal, Alhara? The amazingly agile Alhara um, is also a half-elf, obviously. Um, and she uh, specializes in being a fantastic acrobat. Uh, she has very sort of stringy, ropey, powerful muscles uh, that she uses to balance and tumble and leap to incredible heights and incredible distances. And most of her circus act has to do with just feats of incredible agility as she bounds around from one ring to another, uh, from platform to platform, in just fantastic grace. When it comes to adventuring, she has her trusty bow staff uh, and natural martial ability, making unarmed strikes, to take down her foes. So though she's not a full monk, uh, she's definitely learned a few things about unarmed strikes from uh, her brother, and she, uh, but she also relies heavily on her bow staff, which gives her uh, plenty of reach and an ability to deflect the blows of her enemies. Her big sort of fancy style things she gets to do uh, is she is a staff acrobat um, as well as a powerful leaper, which together with her fantastic elven speed gives her uh, the ability to leap 25 feet horizontally or 10 feet vertically and 15 feet horizontally. She can literally jump up and over an ogre if she wanted to. In addition to her incredible martial prowess at level five, she has uh, she has gotten a bit more charming. So I, all of her physical stats have increased. She's stronger. She's faster. She's uh, more hardy. But she's also a bit more charming. Before, she was a little bit socially awkward and would sort of say dumb things. And she relied mostly on her brother's charisma to sort of get by and, and didn't really have to be in the spotlight too much other than when she was performing. And now that she and three others are basically in charge of the circus, she's had to take a more leadership role. And so her uh, she's getting a little more comfortable in front of crowds and stuff. So her charisma has increased. Uh, in addition to that, she's gotten some fun things at level five. As uh, she is technically a swashbuckler of the gymnast persuasion, um, she has an ability called Precise Strike that lets her do a bunch of extra damage, uh, precision damage, when she has panache. And that has increased from 2d6 to 3d6. So expect bigger wallops from Alhara. And she's also gotten a skill increase to make not only her athletics up to the expert level, but her acrobatics as well. Uh, finally, weapon expertise means that I get a, a good static bonus to all sorts of damage. So she is just dishing it out these days. And you have no idea about this uh, this mark, this tattoo. Yeah. You know of it, but you you don't get the tattoo. You don't have any of these magic dreams of demon god things and mom. Absolutely not. And And honestly, she's a little jealous about it because she has always felt a strong connection to her mother. Um, the armor that she wears, the leather armor she wears, is actually 
from her mom. It's, it's ancestral armor that she kind of stole from their father uh, when they left Mistress Dusklight's employment. And, and she took it for her own uh, to try to show her mom respect since it had been, oh, I don't know, dusting, keeping, uh, it had been collecting dust away in some trunk somewhere. So she feels like she should be the one that, that has this power and she's a bit jealous. She didn't trust the rune at first when it appeared, um, especially after seeing how Darius got the first time he used it. But the second time he claims that he heard mother's voice and I mean, if her spirit or whatnot lingers on and is guiding him and, and this is somehow helping him, then I guess it can't be that bad of a thing. The first time he used the power, he got us out of a scrape where we were sure to die. And, and the second time he helped us during a, a particularly difficult and harrowing encounter. So it seems like maybe it's not a bad thing. She's, she's a bit on the fence about it, but a lot of that is colored by her jealousy. So it's hard to say. And one other thing is that your father is part of the Celestial Menagerie. Mm -hmm. he, he stayed behind, and uh, you're not exactly sure what's going on with that. There's some, there's some hidden mystery between him and the Celestial Menagerie, mm -hmm. some hidden mystery between him and your mother. There's a lot of mysteries in, you, in your family that you need mm -hmm. to figure out. And uh, you got a note from your dad asking you to come back. And that's it. That's all it said. Two words. Uh, come home. And that was it. So now you are yeah. going to Escadar, and we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, now we're going to Escadar, so that'll be exciting. Uh, the last thing to mention about Ahara that's pretty important to her is that she is a follower of Kyrgyz, the strong man. Uh, Kyrgyz is sort of the, I don't know, the, the gym bro of the day of the gods. And she really likes the focus on competition and self-improvement through physical perfection. So she's uh, she's definitely a devotee of Kyrgyz and does her daily devotions of lifting heavy objects. And next up, we have the kid sister. We got Hap. Oh, Happy. Hap, how old are you? Hap is 15. When is her birthday? I think we should have a sweet 16 during the adventure. Oh, it'll happen eventually for sure. Uh, so Hap is the adopted daughter of the Professor, who is our master of the sideshow. And she grew up in the circus, but she considers Darius and Alhara to be her big brother and big sister. She's 15 years old, and she's on a journey of self-discovery, but not the traditional kind that most teenagers go through. No, hers is not only because she doesn't know who she is, but also because she literally doesn't know what she is either. I mean, she knows that she looks human, and she really wants to believe that she's human, but humans don't normally have glowing yellow irises in their eyes, and they can't normally command fire as if it was just another muscle in her body. And right now, while they're on the road, she's just laying on her stomach, uh, drawing pictures of a costume for a dog. Well, at least for a wolf anyway, because Riley's sitting right next to her, watching her intently. She'll hold up two different options of, Riley, what do you want your costume to look like? And Riley will put his paw out and touch one. Okay, we'll get you that one. And then the other one, she just casually just engulfs it in flame. So you, um, you've gone through many changes over, oh boy, it's only been five levels and we only got 15 more to go. What, uh, what changes did she embrace in level five? 
Well, she's always been an animal lover. And when they rescued Riley, it just kind of, she really felt a kindred spirit in this wolf. Because he's supposed to be just a wolf, but, you know, something happened to kind of change who he is. And to an extent, what he is. And she kind of feels it deep in her soul. So they got to look out for each other. So Hap's been training Riley, getting him ready to act in the show. And as such, she spent the past like two weeks just teaching him stuff. And as she teaches him, he teaches her a little bit. Bada bing, bada boom. That's retraining into two levels of Beastmaster. Without really changing who the character is, because she's still a primary fire sorceress. Like, she didn't lose, like, any of that. She just now has a buddy who can, you know, they can look out for each other. Okay. And last but definitely not least, we have Ataran, the mysterious stranger who keeps to themselves. But does have a very cool pet bird. I see a theme going on. We need to get Darius and O'Hara a pet as well. Yeah, I, I would agree. So Atron, <laughs> um, whose uh, act is Uncanny Atron's Cauldron of Curious Concoctions, was a recent add to the circus. Atron only joined um, a matter of months ago, actually just here at the docks in Escadar when uh, the team were moving through and Atron was selling some minor healing potions. And they said, hey, come with us. And Atron's like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Let's let's keep going. See Explorer and could help with some of the alchemical fire, but now has fully embraced uh, the circus life, as it were. Also found kind of a newfound family. Uh, they are a witch of curses, which they use to uh, debuff their enemies, as well as provide some minor, you know, uh, buff and support to their friends, but also some, you know, devastating damage to their enemies including the strong evil eye as uh, the witches are often known for through their adventures that they had um, often contending with some dangerous um, but it turned out to be demonically influenced priests of nature Atron learned that their power actually comes from Nocticula who was formerly a demon lord the succubus queen but is now redeemed and is a patron of exiles and midnight and artists and someone truly that Atron, who uh, we learned was an exile of nadal could really empathize with and from there they embraced a bit more healing and secure to their their allies as well as even trying to talk down their enemies at times and Atron's really trying to embrace that engagement with people and the circus and their allies especially Darius Alhara and Hap um, that's reflected partially in their increased charisma um, they also got a little more hardy and a little bit more flexible but they are truly embracing their social skills that were often stunted as they grew up within the Usquid of Nadal with the albino druids who really did not care to hear any talk back or really much out of Atron except doing their job. Uh, Atron also learned some third level spells as part of fifth level, um, a bit more about fear and despair as well as how to draw people together with gravity well. They also um, increased their knowledge of the occult as they've been studying deeper into some of these demons that were influencing people that Zolgas worship. 
And they're also embracing a bit more, well, they want to learn more about where that strange sorceress ability that they got that allowed them to stabilize their friends when they were fighting one of the record demons for the first time. So hopefully we'll learn more about that too. But really they're also just happy to be back to a larger urban area where they can explore a bit more of their mm, personable social side, as well as find out more information about Eridan and these towers. Excellent. So a few other small notes that the circus was in um, Aberton to try out its acts and to sort of get the hang of performing on their own before they started to go to larger towns like Escadar and well, other towns after that, because they do have to, uh, they do have to make money. That is one of the downsides of running a circus is that it does cost money. And up until now, you've been able to use your money to just, well, I don't know, live and stay alive and, you know, eat and survive. But now that the circus is getting more popular and it's getting additional acts and you've been upgrading the circus, it will require additional funds, which uh, is a combination of both upgrading the circus with physical items, which you've already done, like getting bigger tents, as well as finding and recruiting better acts. Because one issue that we have is that the acts that are currently in the circus are okay, but they're a little junior, and you'll have to, uh, you know, look around. And when you see opportunities, you might be able to uh, recruit new people into the circus who will not only bring new acts, but teach you new things because they might have unique tricks that other people don't know how to do. So that's something else. So one thing is uh, during the trip to Escadar, you got a lot of gear. And we can just go through that really quick. Uh, you got a plus one striking maul and plus one plate armor. So during your time, I presume you're going to be moving over some of those runes because I don't think anyone here wants to use a striking maul and no one can use armor, at least not plate armor. So who is getting what? And we're not going to even bother with rolls because they're so low, they're nearly automatic for Atron. So I'm just going to hand wave them and say at night during the traveling that you just you just move them and just have to pay 10% to move them. So. so we decided that what we would do is take the striking rune that was on the mall and put that on Darius's hand wraps because the two most martial char characters are Darius and Alhara. And while Alhara could definitely benefit from the striking rune, the question for her is, which weapon do you put it on? Because she mostly uses a bow staff or her fists, sometimes her feet, and occasionally this light cold iron pick if there's something uh, particularly demonic around. For Darius, however, he exclusively uses his fists, and so it would get a lot more use overall if he has them. So we gave him the striking rune, and then we used the plus one potency rune from that mall and actually got uh, a pair of hand wraps for Alhara to put those on so that she now has a potency rune on both her hand wraps and her unarmed strikes, as well as her bow staff. As far as the armor is concerned, uh, we also figured that the only person in the party right now who's wearing armor is Alhara, and so it made the most sense just to put that that armor potency rune on her leather armor. So basically, you got a little bit stronger, frontline yeah. fighters got a little stronger and a little beefier mm -hmm. in the end. In the end. And then we just took the basic uh, maul and plate mail without the runes and sold them. 
Or we'll sell them once you get to Escadar. Because that's the other nice thing, is that Aberton was a one-horse town, so finding anything worthwhile was nearly impossible. But Escadar is a much larger city, so anything... Well, you are level 5, so I imagine anything up to level 5 really won't be a problem. You know, after that we'll have to, you know, do a little bit of searching, but it shouldn't be too much of a problem to find higher-level items, which will come in handy. Because I know Oteron has been dying... To get some cool equipment that they could not find in Aberton. But Very we'll true. get to that in a second. So one thing you note uh, during your uh, overland journey to Escadar, it's been pretty much uneventful. But there is um, there is a growing restlessness amongst the performers and the hands. Because you are going back to Escadar and they, they kind of knew this was going to happen. But it's one thing to talk about, and it's another thing to actually do it. Because between the fact that some of you are from the Celestial Menagerie, not everyone, but for those of you who haven't been from there, uh, there's uh, they, they, they've, they've heard things. They've heard things, and they're not good. They're not good things. In fact, I think that some of you people um, that were from there know some uh, information about the Celestial Menagerie. Maybe you should share that with uh, the others. Us people? Yes, in fact, hold on, use people. I'm going to give them to you so you can do them themselves. I'm not even going to tell them. You can, you can tell everyone what you know. Hold on one sec. About how happy and fun it is there. I hear they have a breakfast buffet on Wednesdays. Ooh. Wednesday, That's a lie. Though. They do not. Sorry, Monday. All right, so occasionally on Moonday there's a breakfast buffet, but there's like not even any meat or eggs. It's like cereal and yogurt. Oh, it's terrible. Continental. Mm. Continental. It's a continental breakfast it. buffet. It's it's all lies. So that is what um that's what those who have been in the circus know uh, already. We can we can do some invisible checks to see if you know some other secret stuff. I'll do those right now while you read over that real quick. And maybe share with the audience and everyone else about what you've heard. Well, we know for sure <clears throat> Mistress Dusklight is a bit of a, a nasty taskmaster. Um, very uh, abusive to not only the animals, but the people that work there. In a way that uh, elicits great performances, of course, but at the cost of mm, causing... Basic humanity? Mm, yes, I would say that. Well, for example, for the acrobats, there's no net, there's no padded floor, and she asks us to do ever more increasingly dangerous stunts as we perform, even if we're not ready to, just really pushing us, which, you know, on one hand might be okay, but without the safety equipment there, it's really just putting us at risk. And she uses magic and drugs and mind-altering things to control her more dangerous um, performing creatures. She has azadas and giants that do not willingly perform in her big top. She magically binds them to her will or doses them out of their mind with powerful opiates to keep them docile. Hutteron scowls angrily hearing this. You know what? It's all rumor. None of this is... It's 100% true. None of this has ever been confirmed. No, that is true. I was the one who took care of the animals. She made me give them all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, the other circus performers are nervous. But 
at this point, you know, whenever this comes up, the professor goes on to remind them and says, Don't worry, everyone. Don't worry. We're going we're gonna to stick together. We're not going to go anywhere near the menagerie. No one go anywhere near that part of town. And plus, the first thing we're going to do when we get to town is we're going to check with the authorities, get approval, official approval from the town to perform a show which is completely legal. We'll find a place to set up. Again, completely legal. We're going to do everything by the book. So anything she does to mess with us will be documented and we can bring up in the court of law if necessary. So everyone, just be on your toes. Keep your wits about you. Stick together. And we should all be okay. We should uh, set up as far away from them as possible. Hmm. We have survived disease, sabotage, and demons. I'm not worried about this woman. It is time for the sun to set on Dusklight, I think. Yeah, but that woman is all three at the same time. I mean, I don't know that she has diseases, but there's been rumors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, uh, I got that joke. Joke? I oh, oh, right, yeah, joke. Uh, right. Oh. Hmm. That is unfortunate. We should be very wary around her then. Yeah, she's uh, she is best to avoid, I think. Although, at least once we get the circus established, we should at least try to sneak over there and obviously avert her notice. But I'd like to see if we can talk to Dad. But I know, I know what the professor is going to. We we should wait. Let's not. Let's set up. Let's get established. Let's get everything you know, in order an hour end here and come from a point of strength to the circus rather than mm, stability you know, and yeah. business, I suppose. You know what we should get? We should get a real dinner. I am tired of our trail rations. A real dinner sounds actually really nice. Agreed. Yes, you you don't you know for a fact Escadar doesn't really have a lot of bacon. But what the, they have We're a lot. Leaving. They have wrap a... it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Book three. Let's move. They got a lot of seafood. Is there? Is there a pig of the sea? Is there bacon is of the there sea? There's a bacon of the sea. Yeah, there's a hogfish. Hogfish. I, guess, I mean, I I do like a clam strip. They talk about how anchovies are the bacon of the sea. Ugh, too fishy. I do like a <laughs> like a an oysters and clams. I'm not making that up. That's a real kind of wrasse. Is a hogfish. Oh, I know. I've seen hogfish. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the flavor, all the flavors under the water are all different than land flavors. I don't know if you know this. Get get the anchovies. Just because Rob doesn't like the fishiness doesn't mean land Darius doesn't. Flavors. Darius going to make a nice Darius potato stew. Potatoes yeah. delicious. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is a seaward town. This is where most of the ships are built for Absalom. So this is uh, this is kind of the main port. So anything to do with fishing, fish, and more fish, you're going to find here. So uh, sushi lovers, rejoice. Well, I want to go to a nice inn. Yes, we'll get some chowder. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. Do you remember that which, one that I wanted yes. to go to, but we, we could never afford it because Mr. Stusklight wouldn't pay us anything? We're going to get the mm-hmm. best chowder here that they have. Oh, what was the name of that place? Oh, there's two types of chowder. There's, there's one that's red and one that's like in a cream 
what is the creamy chowder here in Escadar? Is it um, the new Escadar clam chowder? New Andorin clam chowder. Andorin, right. There's Andorin clam chowder and the other big city. Well, there's there's the Andorin clam chowder and there's the ch- Chelish clam chowder. And Chelish clam chowder. Mm. No yeah. one likes mm-hmm. the Chelish. I I had it. It's fine. I it's like good. it. It's red, delicious, but... They are demon worshippers. Yeah, but that's why it's spicy. But, that, but that's not... <laughs> there's no demon ingredients in it. That you know of. Have you made it? Yes, I have had some. Did you put demons in your clam chowder? I don't think those druids at the Hermitage ate druid chowder. It's hard to there find. There were no druids demon there. They were priests of Gozra. It's very hard All to find right. demon crushed a demon. I mean, hot, I am trying very hard to commit to this joke. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take it too far. I, it's okay. I do want? Let's just have two bowls of all the clam chowders possible. Louder chowder. That was the name of the restaurant. Oh, that's right. That was it. We have to go to Louder Chowder. Okay. We'll go there tonight. We have a lot to do. We have to uh, find a place for us to start setting up so that uh, all of the folks at the surface know where to start working. Uh, and we have to we have to get it established. We have to get all this stuff done. So let's focus I on I will handle our selling and purchases. Okay. Fantastic. Yes, let's split duties. That sounds good. Darius, do you want to come with me to the the downtown area? Yes, I am. What's it called you. again? The downtown, downtown Escadar. Yeah. Yes. So, so as you as you enter Escadar, talking about chowders and fish and delicious goodness of all the new foods you're going to be trying and eating now that you have a little bit of coin, a sharp tang of salt permeates the air. And the gulls that swoop and cry overhead marks the city's proximity to the sea. Grandiose buildings at the city center rise above sprawling markets and squalid tenements. Proud ships sail in and out of the harbor with the wind as laborers and travelers mill about the docks and quarry. The tide of humanity ebbs and flows throughout the port city, Hawkers pace the crowded streets and shout various offers to the passerbys. Fishmongers sing out the daily catch. Armed guards in navy blue uniforms with bronze badges patrol the busy intersections, their eyes scanning the crowds. Dirty-faced urchins dart underfoot, seeking dropped coins or unintended purses. Walking through the streets of Escadar is similar to peering through the pages of history as newer projects are built practically on top of older buildings. Foundations millennia old support brand new structures, the city growing prouder and higher and higher every year. As you enter the city, you know, since you've been here before, that the place you need to go is Conclave Square, once a collection of closely constructed buildings where Aradin's priests handled the island's civic matters, the buildings have been expanded and connected over generations. Now a single sprawling structure with several blended architectural styles, Conclave Square is the home of Escadar's Lesser Council, City Guard, and Licensing Office. You know, without even having to, you know, talk to anyone... This is where you need to go to set up the circus, get approval, and get all the necessary papers in order. What do you do? 
I think Ataran is going to head for the shopping area off the Conclave Square. Okay. You can go and sell all the various goods and gems and things that you found. In the yeah, emeralds adventures. even. Ooh. Yeah, and that, that will not take long. Like, you can go do that and meet up with them, like, 15 minutes later. This is a, this is a big place, so you can yeah, just go do it. I don't have a lot to right purchase back. either. Yeah. So what are you buying real quick? Uh, we're just going to, we did this offline where you sold about 200 gold worth of equipment, and then you're going to be buying some stuff. Atron is buying a mentalist staff, as well as a pendant of the occult for themselves, and picking up a set of barding that would fit Riley. Well, you have to take the picture with you. Take the picture with you. Picture? Picture? Yes. Here, I, me and Riley were drawing on the way here, and we settled on this one. And I give you the picture of uh, the outfit. It has to look like this, because good. this will fit in the act better. I will I will try to make this happen. We might need to get it changed later for affectation, but um, I will do my best. So the professor walks over to Darius and whispers in here, I, uh, I checked around a bit, and the person you want to talk to is Chief Constable Paldrine. It appears that she's been working really hard to legitimize the city's entertainment business. As you probably know, there's tons of illicit brothels, gladiator pits, smuggler warehouses. The place is just a seed of corruption. This entire town is just, you know, filled with it. But it looks like since we've left that she's really stepped up efforts to put things in order. So I suggest that we follow suit and talk to her. Agreed. We will see what we can do and speak to them. Okay. Uh, we're going to wait outside town in the meantime while uh, you go talk to her, and uh, I'll take care of getting everyone together, as we can't bring uh, the circus into town proper. Obviously, you know this since you have tents, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a whole... Of course, whole... you have to have permission to do this. Yeah, and on top of that, you literally have animals and cages and wagons, so bringing them into the uh, town itself is uh, a little unwieldy. So they're staying out on the skirt on the outskirts of town while you go in. Yes. Once we establish a place, we'll come get you. And I'm going to check on all the animals real quick, make sure they have food, make sure the trip was okay. And then, and then I'll be ready. Okay. You find Conclave Square and it's just as you remember it. And you know, well, you should probably head on in and talk to someone and see if you could get an appointment ahara mm. uh, i um i had something i wanted to give to you earlier and now that we have slightly more privacy if i could Sh sure and Atron takes out um a small bag it looks about the size of the palm of their hand and it looks like it has you know something in it it's a kind of like um pull string small bag with like leather bands and it's wrapped in violet and red ribbon. Um, I want you to have this. Um, I will need it back though um, in the morning each day, but it um, will protect you from uh, foul magic. Um, it has a bit of me in it and um, some <laughs> symbolic representation of you as well, but um, it will allow um, my link with Nocticula to give you protection. And um, I, I want you to hold it, please. Aww. 
This is sweet. And if it means I get to see you every morning, then that sounds pretty good, too. Yes. And you might notice now that there's a large chunk of uh, um, Atron's hair from one of the ends over their ear that looks like it's been clean cut, too. Hmm. Ohara carefully and, and reverently opens the package uh, to see what's inside. Yeah, you see that, it, and it smells very pleasant. There's a strong kind of like spicy, almost cinnamon scent. Um, there's clearly a small wrap of Ataran's hair that's in there. Um, there's a little piece of like reddish leather um, that looks similar to... Uh, Alhara's armor, as well as a few kind of like carved stones with some runes in it as well. This is this is really neat. It is um a bit of totemic magic that I put together. Um it it should protect you a little um each day, and that's I need to replenish it every morning, but uh, it will help you. Out of character, this is root magic, um, the feat that I retrained for Ataran. So the first time each day that Alhara has to make a saving throw against a spell or a haunt, they get a plus two bonus to that roll because Atron is an expert in occultism. Oh, neat. Okay, so it's just something I, I carry with me? Yes, um, a link to me, and no Nocticula, it is by her power, um, to protect you. Well, then I'll, I'll definitely keep it with me and I'll make sure that I am near you every morning so that you can put the magic back in it or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, I, I would like this. Thank you. She takes a moment and ties it to her waist like as if it was a belt pouch, essentially, and pats it gently. Natron smiles to Darius and Hap gently. Excellent. What were they talking Thanks. about? I I don't know. Maybe... Did we see the gift exchange or the, the Yeah, you would have exchange? seen it. I think I think Ataran gave Ahara a present. Yeah, but then they smiled. I don't know if I've ever seen Ataran smile before. It must have been a very nice present. Yeah, or maybe maybe they had a sneeze coming on. That's probably what it you was. You think just Ataran had some gas? I'm sure that's it. I try not to think about it too much. Don't, don't think about it. So you um, you enter the square, and uh, you uh, you need uh, to make an appointment. What do you do? We go and we make an appointment. Is there someone there to like sitting at like a desk with like ledgers that is obviously the appointment maker? Yes. Everyone, yes, everyone yes. make a signature roll. If you critically fail, you, you spill ink, and they have to buy a new ledger. That's correct. How did you know, Darius? I know. And also, you know, I have to I have appointment lore uh, as expert. Well, my critical failure is your critical success. <laughs> they look in your uh, they look in the uh, the ledger, and sure enough, you don't spill any ink, and they say, "Oh, oh, it looks like." Um, it looks like a Chief Constable Paldrine, her, her schedule will be available in one hour. You can you can see her then. Excellent. Uh, you can wait here if you wish. We have many find uh, uh, many find uh, magazines for you to look over. I think there's some new chronicles out. Oh yes, you have the latest issue of Muscle Fancy. Muscle Fancy. <laughs> look at you. I don't think you. I think you could be in Muscle Fancy. I I I was one month. 
I was uh, the young, up-and-coming muscle, oh my gosh. muscle person. <gasps> we never hear the end of it. Can you sign this for me? You and have that issue from out. seven yes. years she, ago? She like, she like pulls out like all the old like oh issues that are just you're like a... in. And she's like, oh, I save all of them, you know, for research. You're a muscle fancy oh my fan. Gosh. Yes, and there's like an old one with Darius. And he's, he's, like, he's so like cute. He's like 15. He's yeah. got, yeah, his, his hair isn't as long. His muscles aren't nearly as big. No, oh my gosh, look at this. Um, I'm, in, I'm embarrassed. Wow. Uh, what's your name? And I sign it to, to receptionist. Cat. To Cat. Love and Muscles. Darius Varus. XO, oh XO. And then I draw a little arm, like flexing, and above the muscles, another heart. <laughs> Wait, is this a little is this a kid Darius? Let me look. Look at that. Look, my, I have kind of a wispy mustache. Oh, this is the worst. Wow, look at the look at your little arms. I know they were tiny back then. You will have to come to the circus to see Darius perform. Yes, we are. That's why we're here to make an appointment to have our circus set up. She's like, "Oh, I'll be there. Wink. I'll be there with bells on." Wink. Mm. Well, that is if we can Not get a large. plot. Obviously, yes. that's right. what we're here to yes. do and and nothing is certain. Yep, we have to get permission, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, I'll put in a good word for you. You know, um, anyone who was in uh, Muscle... What was it called again? Muscle Fancy. Like, you know, you, you know those magazines? Cat, cat fancy. fancy. Like Cat Fancy. I tried to get into Muscle Aficionado, but not. I was too young. I hope Darius becomes one of those muscle men that doesn't look cut. They're just like beer belly, and they're just like thick, like Nordic eventually, looking. But yeah. they're just like super Fair strong. Yeah. Yeah, eventually. That's like 20 years, 30 years from now. Oh, yes, if you're in Muscle Fancy Magazine, I mean, look at all these men. And she's, like, flipping through the issues, like, one man after another. And, you know, there's occasional women in there as well, of course. I would think this is, like, you know, I I was hoping, like, you know, very diverse. Oh, of course. Muscle Fancy, not men's Muscles Fancy. No, 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 but she's, she kind of keeps... That's a different magazine. There's a a, (laughs) a cut goblin in there. Yes, exactly, like a gnome that's just ripped. He's on the cover. She knows that he, she doesn't have all the issues. It just seems like she's keeping the ones that uh, have, uh, let's just a say. type, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. A certain type of muscular. Well, I hope the type isn't 15-year-olds because that'd be a little weird. Oh, I my gosh. I was featured as a young, up-and-coming muscleer. That's right. He was an mm-hmm. up-and-coming muscleer. <laughs> she was young, too. At the, it was like. Teen beat, right? Whatever. She had, she was younger too. <laughs> That's right. You had like two friends that were with you, and like the the, the title of that article was "Meet the Three Muscleers." Muscleers, correct. Oh my gosh! Meanwhile, Alhara goes over there and just reads some highlights magazine. Hey, I like <laughs> to find the differences. <laughs> I love that. Never be goofus. Atron goes over and reads through the bureaucracy books, like, ooh, ooh. policy process. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, the laws about sidewalks. Ooh, Reader's Digest. I haven't ooh, read society. <laughs> so uh, you, you wait around an hour, and Darius has uh, lots of little small talk with uh, with Kat. Maybe uh, you can mm-hmm. meet up later. Mm-hmm. Maybe she can show you some of the fine hey. establishments. Uh, and uh, So, yes, of course. I want to get to know the city. Oh, she'll be happy to show you around. Another city and get our get our circus in there. And speaking of muscular men, in walks a rather large man who walks up to you and 
introduces themselves. He says, hello, everyone. I am Daricus Stalet. And he gives you a little bow. He says, I've uh, come to fetch you to go speak to the boss. If you would follow me, please. Oh, nice to meet you. Yes, we are Sure, ready. of course. You work for the chief constable? Is is he dressed like an officer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll give you his full picture. Give me oh, some. okay. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> follow me to your death. Follow me, a random stranger with a large knife. My employer would like to speak, you know, that kind of BS. Yeah. You just have to go mm. underground into the sewer and <laughs> the secret passage to the thieves' den. Wait in this alleyway. Ignore the screams. Oh, he was in Muscle Fancy. He definitely was in Muscle Fancy. Look at oh that. My gosh. How can you tell under all that armor? Does Ataron recognize the symbol on their chest? Yeah, that's uh, that's the City Watch. Oh, nice. Okay. So the Isle of Erend and the Isle of Absalon, or Cortos, has various watches. And those of you who are listening to the Ages of Edge Watch can learn all about these various watches Ooh. if you continue to listen to that podcast, because we will be getting into all of them. That is true. So this is another aspect of the City Watch. I believe this is... Oh, crap. I gotta look it up. In the meantime, why doesn't someone describe what he looks like? This gentleman. Blonde hair, tan skin, plate mail shoulders, very nice smile. Bright white Broad teeth. face. Mm-hmm. Bright white teeth. Smiling all the way. Like, certainly, you know, very personable seeming. Um, decked out with, you know, that... Was it, is it a winged eye? Or is that like a... Yeah, winged yeah. eye. It's a winged eye on like a turquoise background of, uh, of a tabard. And uh, kind of a the shape of a crown at the bottom of the, of the tabard itself. So, yeah, there's different watches. There's like Edge Watch, Grey Cloaks, Harbor Guard, Learner Guard, Lotus Guard, Muckrakers, Post Guard, Sally Guard, Sleepless Sons, and Star Watch. Star Watch is actually like the super elites. Um, this is the Harbor Watch and makes sense because Harbor Town. So, you know, they're just an aspect of the larger watch. So all of the watches are variations on a the theme. It's mostly a difference of colors. So they all have that symbol of the eye. That's actually in all official watch uniforms, just the colors change. And theirs are very much colors of the sea. And one thing that's kind of cool about the Harbor Watch, they actually ride on seahorses in the water, which is neat. So Not like fantasy seahorses, like actual seahorses that yes. are like the size of like a strip of bacon. No, they're actual no. horses in the sea. I'm just like teasing. giant, I'm just, I'm giant seahorses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, wait. I got a. I got a picture. I, can I, I know what you're going to show. Either is it from the game or from Justice Friends? <laughs> no. You see in the background. You see that guy like on the horse. Oh yeah. Oh whoa. That's awesome. Mm. That's wild. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Seahorse Patrol. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, 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 So, Escadar anyway. Vice. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're getting bleed between the two podcasts. So, uh, you meet, uh, he, he, he escorts you through the building. Uh, Daricus is extremely talkative, and he goes on to explain that he's a constable. And it has been his honor to walk you to meet 
with the chief constable and that he hopes that you have a pleasant meeting and you can go on in. How old is he? He's like in his 30s. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. He's a nice guy. This very one's very nice here. He uh, escorts you in after giving the door a quick nod. And you see a circular office paneled with rich brown wood. And it contains a writing desk, shelves stacked with records, and a row of chairs positioned near the door for visitors. A framed painting of, of a castrel in flight hangs in a place of prominence behind the desk. A metal stand to the west displays an ornate falchion and a battle-worn breastplate polished to a brilliant shine. A small, muscular human woman sits behind the desk, dressed in a dark blue uniform with a golden badge for office pinned to her left shoulder. The shield-shaped badge bears an engraving of an osprey with a fish clutched in its talons. The woman listens intently to the individual sitting across from her. A smarmy human man in a striking royal purple suit, only a few buttons and ruffles shy of being garish. The woman's hawk-like gaze darts to the open door, and she holds up a hand apologetically to the man in purple. And she says, Thank you, Delmar, for bringing this issue to my attention. That is all. Though it appears I have another appointment. And who am I speaking to? Hi, ma'am. It's nice to meet you. We're the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Uh, I'm Alhara Varus, and this is my brother Darius Varus. Darius and, Obao. Uh, and this is Ataran. The four Hello. of us represent uh, a new circus in town uh, that we'd like to show the people something uh, new that they haven't seen before, perhaps. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, give me your request quickly and get to the point. I, I have a lot of things to do. I'm very, very busy. Uh, 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 what, what do you mean request? What did you want about it? Well, uh, Delamar here was telling me about this circus that was coming to town and that you, uh, and she's checking her notes. She's like, it seems like you, uh, you burnt down a library and you destroyed a church and you've been killing Zolgas and dinosaurs left and right. I don't know if we want this in our town. This sounds, uh, this sounds not like the sort of thing we want. It sounds like you're actually got a lot of bad information. We saved a church and helped rebuild it. We saved the uh, hermitage of, of peaceful druids who are just looking out for nature. And uh, we were able to get rid of an infestation of Darklands creatures that was causing a lot of trouble in the area. Give me a diplomacy or deception or relevant lore skill check to see how convincing you can be. But I don't have um, relevant lore as a skill. Dun -dun -dun. You know, that's it. Next next game, I'm making a character who has relevant lore. <laughs> uh, okay, I can... Um, I have deception. I guess I could do society, perhaps? Diplomacy or deception? Pff, oh, I don't know diplomacy. I guess I'm doing deception. I've Although those. I have diplomacy. Or... I, I will expound on Please, Please do. The, the town was attacked by demonic forces. 
the burning of the library was brought on by those demons. And let me tell you, he'll, you know, he'll go on and on about um, their creatures, and they were attacking the circus, and they were corrupting the minds of the hermitage, and okay, there okay, was, okay, you know... Okay. And, and Delmar's trying to talk. They're all trying to talk over each other. And she's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Each of you gets to present your argument why I should let the circus into town. And Delmar... You can refute them all. Let's uh, let's get this going, shall we? Roll for what? combat! All right, I'll punch him to death. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> roll for social combat. Roll for social combat. That is right. <laughs> Are so, you serious? Yes. So oh, no. Oh yes. So oh, no. You get a couple of things you can do. You could um, try to sway her, and that is diplomacy or deception. You can try to support an argument, which will help somebody else, and that is also diplomacy or deception, and that could help someone else's role. You can demonstrate talents. Um, you could try to perform in front of her, but she has a really limited patience for performances. So be careful with that one. Sort of no fire, no fire. Or yeah. try to uh, discredit the Delmar and make all the things he's been saying uh, totally null and void. So those are kind of your four actions, and we will go in order. The first thing... Um, Paladrine says, and she's like, okay, this is all I know. I've known Delmar for a very, very long time, and although he's a bit of a fop, he has never been wrong on his opinions, and and you now recognize him. You didn't recognize him before, but he actually works for Mistress Thuslikes. I'm shocked. Way, and worked mostly in the back office, so you didn't really see him that often, and didn't really notice him, because he doesn't really deal with the circus folk he deals more with the government agencies and such like that but now you recognize him you're like oh no this guy is really good at his job anyhow she goes on to said i've known him a long time he has been working with me for a very long time so if he says there's something up i gotta listen to that so you you little girl uh, tell me why we should have you uh, show your circus off in this town oh me Yes, I, I get an opinion. Oh, um, each of you give me your 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 spiel real quick. Oh, okay. Um, hi, ma'am. My name is Hap. I'm the Starlight Sparrow, and we didn't. We, the town of Aberton, they they think that we're heroes or something. We saved the Hermitage from the demons, and we saved uh, we saved the town. From the Zolgath threat, we didn't hurt anybody. Well, mm -hmm. not anybody who wasn't trying mm -hmm. to hurt us. Mm -hmm. And then you hear Delmar like saying under his breath, "A likely story. I've heard many, many people were killed." No, it's true. She's like, people "Okay, okay. Were killed each by of demons. you, each of you, will get a turn. So give me your diplomacy or deception check." Well, I'm not lying, so I'm just going to use diplomacy. Okay. Now, the better you give your argument, you will get pluses, by the way. So. Oh, Hap isn't, she doesn't have a good argument here. Like, she's out of her element. She didn't expect to even be allowed to talk because she's just a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. 24! Holy Huge! <laughs> yeah. She, uh, that was a she, mediocre oh, role for me. No, she shakes her head, and she seems impressed, and says, 
What about you, muscle boy? She sort of looks you up and down and says, looks like you could take care of yourself. Why I can. The circus in here. I, to take care of myself and my friends here at the circus. We are a family-run circus. We appeal to all ages and all types of peoples. Our skill is unmatched. And I'll let you know, there are those who have left the Dusk-like cir- Dusk Circus to join ours. So let me diplomatize that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. 25. <laughs> oh, she, she's, uh, she's, shake, she's shaking her head. And uh, she's, she's impressed. She says, uh, and you, you miss. You appear to be related. Uh, are you brother and sister? Yes. Well, uh, you were going on and on talking about uh, all the wonderful things about the circus. Is that is that what you believe to be true? Oh, absolutely. And and here's the thing. I, I understand that you've gotten some misinformation. And let me ask you this. When have you ever received any information or had any interaction with Mistress Dusklight or her cronies that wasn't completely self-serving? You know that they're just spinning whatever tail they can to get rid of the competition. I'm going to try deception. Oh. Natural twenties. Oh. <laughs> awesome! Wow, she's uh, she's pretty impressed. You you guys are kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> Working our over. <laughs> we should we should talk to monsters more often. I know. I oh mean, I think. <laughs> I think uh, Roll for Social Combat is going to be the new name for this thing. Instead of Roll for Combat, it should be Roll for Social Combat. Roll for Drama. (laughs) Seriously. It's like, wow, talking really works. Don't need to fight. Except Delmar is up. Delmar. Flurry of conversations. Okay, you can make it continue. He quickly whispers in her ear. She's like, this is all lies and circumstantial evidence. I know for a fact that they were fighting demons. They destroyed a church of Abadar. I heard they had to put on a fundraiser to actually raise the money to rebuild the church. Oh, let's see. They did a community fundraiser? Oh, my God. <laughs> they love oh, that. Oh, no. We're horrible. She looks at Ataran and says, is this true that you actually destroyed a church and actually needed to raise funds to rebuild the stained glass windows that people were jumping through? They were already broken! There were (laughs) numerous demons that were already rampaging through the Church of Abadar when we arrived. Pews, destruction of corpses, and the graveyard. We destroyed the demons, saved the priests, and helped with our circus to raise money for the church itself in its rebuilding. If anything, we are the reason why it is now repaired, and the people can actually attend to that church. Mm, okay. Wow. Almost here, deception. You also have your, um, don't forget you have um, hero points, too. Mix antisocial over here with a strong argument. Uh, Delmar's argument is also extremely strong, you know. Uh, 23. Very good. She's like, huh, that sounds reasonable. And then she looks over at Happens. She's like, tell me more about the circus. Like, what what are you going to actually perform? Like, how is your circus different than uh, other circuses? Oh, well, um, I do do this, this, this mystical dance. 
that involves fire and sometimes I bring animals into the tricks and it's very beautiful and it's very safe. Nobody's ever been hurt uh, during the performance. And Atron does this really neat thing with a cauldron and they make all kinds of spooky stuff happen. And Darius, Darius and Ahara, they work together. Darius has these big old muscles and he stomps around like a big old troll and Ahara dodges out of the way. It's kind of like a theater and a circus entertainment. It's really neat. You can't see this stuff anywhere. Okay, you can uh, give me a roll, if you will. What kind of role do you want? I'm, I'm hoping to use performance on this one, but it's really not that different either way. If you want to actually do a little performance, if you want to say, okay, hold on, show and do something, you can. Yeah, when, when she says, like, I do this mystical dance, I'll actually do the dance, you know? Okay, you quickly do the dance, and after, you know, 15, 20 seconds, she's like, okay, 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 I get, I get the idea, I get the idea. Uh, but it's, she's not that impressed, so... Um, because I want to hero point this very next girl three. Very good. Oh, okay, very good. there you go. And on top of that, this is going to be at plus one because it is a dance, but I didn't see that in the skill button. Okay. Ah, that's better. 26. Much better. And uh, yeah, she actually looks around and she's like, okay, that, that's very impressive. Um, uh, no, no more dancing. I, I get the point. I get the idea. Uh, Darius, are, are, you, are you the troll that I heard about? I am the troll. I have a routine where uh, Alhara and I, um, I, I am a troll protecting a treasure, and she comes into my cave, which is full of all sorts of things to swing from, and she uses her acrobatics to get past many crazy obstacles, and I wake up and find her, and I smash around, missing her, but destroying large thews of wood and, and, and sprays all sorts of 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 colorful debris around and it's very spectacular my destructions are very daring it's so much fun i love watching it okay okay let's see diplomacy or deception 28 nice diplomacy. we are working her over she's gonna be front row tickets front row. <laughs> our first combat we're all gonna roll twos yeah we are wasting all these good rolls we are gonna get trounced by goblins yep she uh she holds up her hand, and Dalmar is protesting, and she's like, "I've I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I, it, it oh sounds like they. Uh, it sounds like the these heroes. Sorry. It sounds like uh, uh, these performers have a legitimate circus, and uh, uh, Dalmar's no. He's like, "Oh, did you hear what I was saying before?" And she's like, "Enough, Dalmar. Enough. I, I heard what you said, but I saw the little dance. They seem upstanding." <laughs> I saw the little dance. <laughs> and she's like, it's like, and they're young. I mean, look how young these, these people are. Uh, I don't even think they would know how to do magic missile if they needed to. Uh, uh, they're obviously children or, or young adults. Uh, it'll be fine. I'll be fine. Are you, are you really worried about them taking over any of your circus? I mean, do I scare you, Delmar? And he, he just looks around and he's like, huh, and he exits in, in a big old huff. And he's like, good day. As he goes for the door, I want to call after him. Tell me, Delmar, what does Dusklight have on you? Is she holding your wages, a family member in control, or is it just her physical abuses that keeps you a whip dog to her tails? Oh, psychic damage. Delmar, wow, that was that was mean. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was planning to use intimidate on him. <laughs> um... I had it ready. 
he, he, he looks at you and just gives you a big old sneer and a little bit of a smile. He says, oh, don't worry. All of her tricks and more will be used on you, I'm sure, as you're completely legitimate. And she just gives a nod to Paldrine and walks out. I just glare after him with my intimidating glare. I don't even need to say words to intimidate people. O'Hara turns uh, and whispers to Darius, I guess we're somewhat of a threat to her to go to all this trouble. That's that's a very good and astute observation. I apologize, Chief Constable. It appears that Mistress Dusklight Circus is concerned about our presence here, and it has made a busy work of your morning. She's like, oh, don't, don't worry about it. I have a hundred other things to take care of. This is just one of many. I'll forget about this by tomorrow. Don't worry. Uh, with that, and she quickly... Uh, Ma'am, I have a question. She's like, hurry it up. And she's it, like, filling out some paperwork for you. Is one of those busy things Zolgaths? She's like, she says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, and that's good. She, Never mind me. She quits. She says, okay, I approve your request to perform. Do not make me regret it. She explains that all entertainment companies are required to pay the city 5% of their earnings as a task. This is standard. And you have up to two weeks to set up your first public performance. And she's putting this all down on paper. And she looks at a map real quick. And she's looking and looking. And then she points her finger and she says, oh, that will do very nicely. She says, the only large plot of land available for the circus is on Escadar's outskirts. This area is easily accessible from the city, but is badly overgrown and rumored to hold treacherous terrain and dangerous creatures. To be honest, I see two advantages in leasing the site to you. First of all, I don't need to risk my guard in the difficult task of clearing the area. And two, the city can put the site to productive use once the circus has moved on. So, and she points it out. As you can see, it's about a mile outside of town. It's along some dirt roads. And it should be perfect for your circus. You're out of the way. Yet close enough for people to come visit you when you're ready to put on your show. Do you have any questions? Can we get a better spot if we do well? She looks around and says, that's the best spot we have. Well, when one opens up, perhaps. And it will open up. No? No other questions? All right, as mm-hmm. I said, and she like quickly fills it out. She says, you have two weeks to prepare your first performance. After that, the lease will be up. I will see how this performance goes before I renew it again. 5% of your take goes to our town. And make sure you clear it out so that it is safe for both the circus and any any Escadarians that are be attending the circus. I will probably have someone come expect the location within a week to make sure it is safe for a performance. Do you have any knowledge of the creatures in this area that we are to clear? She looks at you and gives you a big old smile and says, Nope, but I hear it's dangerous. Good luck. And she hands you the papers. And that is your safe leave. I take the papers. Thank you very much, madam. You will not regret it. You are welcome at our circus at any time. I will do a bow, and then I will dance out. (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, with that, she just nods her head and immediately starts going to some more busy work, more paperwork, and Deputy Stollett uh, sees you out. And he, he's like, well, that, that went extremely well. I didn't expect you to get anything, to be honest. And 5%, that is the lowest rate possible. You really won her Ooh. over. She didn't look like it, but she likes you. I can tell. I've been doing this job a long time. And he's just going on and on, and he's really impressed. He he was there the whole time watching. He goes, I'm definitely going to check out this circus. You know, and I, we love circuses here in Escadar. I mean, Escadar is a circus town, don't you know? I mean, you know, I've seen... Deputy uh, Stella, do you know what's in this area we need to clear? Have you heard of any rumors of the creatures there that are a danger? Well, uh, not really. I know there's, like, some weird fort on the hill. Uh, it's obviously long abandoned. I don't know what that thing is about. And I know there's, like, a cave system, and there's a river over there, and there's a swampland. So I think, you know, it would probably be smart for you to check out those caves and the swamp to make sure there's nothing dangerous in there because, you know, you don't want things coming out of the swamp and start kidnapping people or killing them. <laughs> no. Oh, no, definitely not, so... You do not want this. Have you ever heard of Moonstone Hall? Moonstone Hall. Nope, can't say I have. You know, there's a lot of uh, places around here. Is that uh that's not like an illegal gambling den or a, a brothel or anything, is it? You're not into that sort of stuff because, uh, you know, uh, I am an officer of the law. I can't, uh, I can't be uh, siding by that. I can't be allowing any of that uh, in, in my watch. You know that, right? right? No, my, my patron does not uh, sponsor such anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, no, I never heard of anything like that. But, uh, you know, this is a big town. There's a lot going on here. You might have to ask around and uh, see what you can find out. But, uh, well, uh, uh, I'm sure I'll be up there within a week just to check it out and make sure everything's clear and that it's safe for, uh, for everyone. But, boy, two weeks, that's not a lot of time because I imagine it's going to take you a week just to clear that area out and set up your circus. And, then, of course, you need some time to advertise. So you, you might get, uh, get it going quick. Uh, that's what I'm telling you right now. So you might want to go real quick. Hurry up. Okay, we'll get right on it. You are welcome to watch some of the training. You might enjoy it, and it might give you a reason for pause briefly. Oh, no, no, no. I, I've got a, I got a million things to do. You see the, that pile of uh, papers on that desk? I mean, guess who has to actually do all those orders that she, uh, she fills out? That's me. <laughs> well, not, you know, not me alone, but, you know, I'm one of the mean people here, so I got a lot to do. So, um, all right, let me see you out, and, uh, and he quickly brings in someone else is waiting and he starts the exact same spiel and you're a little insulted wondering hmm is this uh is this guy kind of putting this on is this just sort of uh, or is this just his job and he's just happy with everyone well you don't have to worry about it it's uh, not your thing but uh he softens a... them up before they go in front of the chief constable <laughs> pretty much uh so he uh you know he's doing the exact same spiel to the next uh the next appointment uh where he's just as nice and talking there off as well so anyhow um, yep, you have your papers, you have the plot of land, you have a place to go. What you gonna do? We should go look at this area before we bring the circus there, I think. Yeah, let's report back to the professor and let them know the situation. Can we please yes. go get dinner first before we go? It is early still, yes? Mm. Oh, no, actually, I would say it is dinner time because oh, okay. it does take three full days. So sure enough, and you did have to wait an hour and talk to her, and, and all that arguing... That that made an, that gave you an appetite, I tell you. Absolutely. Oh, but I'm feeling real good right now after that takedown. Mm-hmm. All right, off to the louder chowder. Yes. 
The Chowder. louder. Well, we got to get the rest of the team first, right? Wait, you want to take everyone in the circus to the louder chowder? That'll that'll be the whole restaurant. Well, it's not fair if we're the only ones who get nice dinner. Yes, it is. We're the they only ones who went to the office. They can go whenever they want. Yes, we will make sure they go, but they should probably stay with the tents and wagons right now. How about I this? Think. Let's go make sure that it's still good, and if it is, we'll get them to cater something for the rest of the circus in celebration of our first performance. As long as we bring back some hot plates. How I many plates? Cook the chowder in my cauldron. No, that's the point. Is that you don't have to cook for us. Everyone Warm else up. can handle themselves. It's, there's a lot of others back at the All surface. All right, fine. But I'm bringing back a hot plate for Dad. Very good. So I, I'm wondering: Will the spirit spirit show up in this town, or should it show up? <laughs> <in this town? laughs> oh my God! I hope it does. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> That is uh, that is possible. That is possible to have your old character's bar show up in one of the towns. That would be funny as hell. And then we got to get old Woody in here somehow. So sure enough, you go to what was it? The Chowder's Chowder? Louder Chowder. Oh, Louder Chowder. Louder Chowder. I feel like it's Louder's Chowder, and it's owned by like Thomas Louder. Like right. Yeah. Loud, so it's louder, louder chowder. chowder. It could still be louder chowder. I think I think that's fine. Sure enough, okay. you, you yeah. go over to Louder's Chowder, and sure enough, right in the front, a very large, heavyset man who obviously has salt in his veins comes up to you and says, Hey everyone, I'm Thomas Louder. Come on in to Louder's Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks like we got some hungry ones here. Look at them. Mm, mighty fine, mighty fine. He's looking at Darius. He says, "Oh, we're gonna have have to get you the extra large chowder for you." I'm looking for the for the for the deluxe chowder bowl. He looks over and he says, the "Louder chowder feast." Close. He yells over. He goes, "Hey, Mira, bring up the admiral's feast." Oh, the Admiral's Feast. <laughs> this is making me hungry. And with that, <laughs> I know it is. he actually salutes you. Oh, if I finish the meal in, a, in an hour, I get I get an Admiral's hat. Yes, yeah, there you go. You get like a little hat. He says, well, normally we only do that for the children, but if you want a hat, we oh, can... I uh, want a hat. Oh, I... well, uh, sure thing. Do I get a hat? Well, aren't you cute? Yes, sir, little miss. We'll get you a hat. <laughs> Sir, I just wanted you to know, I've been wanting to eat here for years and years and years, but we could never afford it until recently. I'm so excited to eat here. Yes, well, you know, fish is uh, not exactly the cheapest thing because we use nothing but the finest ingredients, but it's worth every penny, I tell you. And he says, and don't forget to try out our many other... uh, are many other meals, and of course, not only there's chowder, there's corn, there's lobster, there's stuffed lobster, there's crabs, there's shrimp, scallops, you name it. Anything that's under the sea, they seem to have here. Lobster mac and cheese. That's what I had last night for dinner. Lobster Ooh. mac and cheese, you got it. No problem whatsoever. I want the sampler plate. I want just a little bit of everything. Ah, Yes. He he brings out the kitty menu for you. He's like, ah, oh, yes, we have that right here. Uh, chicken fingers? Is that what you want? I'm just going to look at Darius. Like, you know that look, Darius. I want help. <laughs> uh, we, I point at a couple of things, like, you know, the fried cod and, you know, some scallops. So sure enough. And then they bring over all the food. Oh, what does Atron have? 
Uh, I think Atron will try to get like a mixed medley plate that has a little bit of everything for them to try. Mm. They're just going to bring platter. over like fisherman's samplers. Platter. That's what I wanted. Fisher, fisherman's platter. Well, you get different. There's different types of fisherman's platter, so you get a wide sample, so you can try everything. And as they bring over the plates, sure enough, the waitstaff gives Darius a salute as you attempt to finish the admiral's feast and even for you it's more of a cauldron than a bowl or a pot (laughs) (laughs) and it's actually divided up into four sections and they go on to explain how this one is a lobster bisque this one is clam this one is a shrimp bisque and then the last one is a crab bisque each one with its own unique flavors. Go ahead and go eat. And for sure, there's like potatoes and corn and lots of fried matter. Yum, 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 yum. Love it. Lovely. I love lobster mac and cheese so much. Mm. So sure enough, you eat it all up. The best food you've had, maybe ever. It's, it's, you realize that you're going to be spending a lot of money in this place. This is a dangerous you guys are going to be eating out every night. It's like, oops, so much for uh, trail <laughs> rations and uh, and circus food. You're going to be blowing all your money on on uh, takeout. No regrets. And, you know, it gives you a little hat. It's obviously sized for a child. but uh, gives one I wear it proudly. And then gives one to Darius. Thank, Thank you. you. And Thank it's like you. ten sizes too small for your head. but it's So totally. be it. It's more of a fascinator than a hat. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it on. How does it look? Should I use it in the act? Not in the act, but certainly everywhere else. Maybe when we are bringing people into the tent. It's 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 very cheap. Uh, you know, it's not going to last very long. It's not meant to be uh, a long. Aye, aye, Captain. Hoist the mizzen mask. Sail the the sails. Uh, planks overboard. Mm, just remember, here they might think you are mocking them. So. Oh. You go back to the professor, and as as bad as you felt about not bringing them, it's actually okay because they all had the same ideas, although most of them were eating street food. But the street food here is excellent, and it's just, as we like to call it, fried things on sticks. And there's just endless stands of fried things on sticks. And everyone here is having a great old time just having lots of different types of food so there's no shortage of food in this place so you guys are going to all eat very well well i still bring a hot plate to dad okay and he appreciates it he goes so uh how'd it go you're back pretty quick we have a spot but we have to clear it out first of uh uh maybe some less than savory creatures Mm, he says, that actually makes sense. Of course, they're going to give us a spot they need cleared. I would have done the same thing. I can't fault them at that. Sensible. Is it nearby, at least? Within a mile? About a mile out. Oh, perfect. Just far enough that we'll be under everyone's radar. We won't get too much uh, interference from the menagerie, but close enough that everyone can come from the town to the show. Mm, there was a Delmar there that uh, was from the menagerie, yes? Oh, Delmar... Delmar. Don't worry about Delmar. All, he's, all he does is uh, make sure that their spot is always taken care of, that they get the City Watch to take care of any uh, break-ins or issues nearby, and that 
all the area around the circus is spick and span, sparkly clean. And I hate to say it, he does an excellent job. And I wish we could almost hire him, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't worry about him. Uh, as long as you got the, uh, as long as you got the plot of land, that's all we have to worry about for now. So apparently, we got a special tax rate. Somebody told us on the way out that five percent's the lowest they give. He actually spits out his food a little. He's like, 5%? Oh, my Lord. It's like, I was expecting 20%. That is excellent. Good job. Well, we, we are. It was we, good. Yes, we, uh, we, we gave a good argument. And also, we're doing the city a service. So maybe that's Very why much. us a break. There is a foot to clear, caves to check, swamp maybe too. We should make sure we find at least a somewhat secure place to set up base and then start exploring out. And he's like, okay, let's uh, let's roll out. It'll only take a few minutes so we can start getting over there and set up an initial camp. And yes. so everyone, uh, they're all ready to go anyhow because they want to set up at least for the night. And uh, you head over, and as you expected, it's down a dirt road about a mile north of Escadar. And you see the mouth of the valley is mostly flat and it's screened by several old growth trees. And, you know, you do see a lot of them have thorns and large stones and there's a lot of brambles all over the place. But uh, the professor goes on to point out that not only should you clear the spot, but you should also clear the road and uh, make signs and other indications of where the circus is so that when people are walking, that they know exactly where to go. So uh, he, he looks around and he says, yeah, this will probably take a good, a good week to clear this area of brambles, to flatten the earth over here, to make the road passable. Uh, this looks pretty good. And sure enough, you, you see, well, what did you see? You see a dirt road from Ascobar that ends abruptly at the bramble-choked mouth of a forested valley. Granite hills rise to the east and the south, providing a sheltered area where the trees have grown thick and wild. Two rough trails lead into the forest, one that is blocked by the enormous fallen oak, rotted and sprouted with mushrooms. Dun-dun-dun! All right. I like how you said dun 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 because it has mushrooms on it. They're not that. <laughs> they're not that spooky. Trixie mushrooms. You never know. They could be. Yeah. Plants are real terrible, and if if, <laughs> if if experience has taught us anything, it's that plants are the most deadly creatures in all of Galarian. I don't know. I'm a, I once met a mushroom. It was a real fun guy. Ew. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was terrible. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is your home. I wonder what you're going to be doing here. Nice. Show looks big. Probably fighting. <laughs> fighting fighting stuff. some stuff. Seems to be a common occurrence. Uh, Let's go make friends with snakes, everybody. Well, yes. That worked out very well last time. I imagine the snakes are going to be a little big and a little bit more poisonous this time around. But look how well it worked when we made friends with a demon wolf. That's true. That's true. And I got to speak with animals now, so hush. Oh, nice. That'll help. Oh, this is a big map. Excuse me, snake. Please stop biting me. <laughs> Never. I'm hungry. Okay. These are my kisses. That's right. It was kissing you. It loved you.
You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that putting a portable hole inside a bag of holding voids the warranty on both.